In defiance of Congress, Trump defunds a conservation program. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Last week, it was learned that the Trump administration has withdrawn funding for a large and successful conservation program in direct contradiction to spending authorizations by Congress. President Obama started the Landscape Conservation Cooperatives Program, which is made up of 22 research centers across the country that, according to The Guardian, tackle big-picture issues across large areas of the U.S. The LCCs have done a wide variety of projects. In Hawaii, one center found that many native forest birds would not have suitable habitat by the end of the century, which helped get them listed as threatened. And in the Southwest, partnerships of young people and veterans helped implement riparian restoration by removing invasive plants in the Colorado River Basin. Congress continued to fund LCCs even after the administration proposed cuts. However, a representative of the Fish and Wildlife Service confirmed to The Guardian that funding and support for the LCCs are no longer provided. One scientist who spoke anonymously for fear of retaliation said that funds dried up after a political review in the Interior Department. Now six of the 22 LCCs are on hiatus, 10 officially dissolved, and the remaining six have been funded from other sources. The president signed two executive orders last week that will make it easier for oil and gas pipelines to clear regulatory approvals. One order takes authority away from the State Department and gives it to the president to permit pipelines that run across international boundaries. And the other order makes it more difficult for states to block pipelines through their lands under the Clean Water Act. The president is reacting to a recent court decision about the Keystone XL pipeline that would bring tar sands oil across the Canadian border and also to state decisions blocking pipelines. The Keystone XL pipeline was temporarily halted by a judge because of challenges to the State Department's action allowing it. As Inside Climate News reports, if instead the president had the authority to permit the project, then it is likely no court could review his decision to determine if it complied with environmental laws. States like New York, Washington, and Oregon have frustrated oil and gas companies by invoking their powers under the Clean Water Act to deny permits to proposed interstate pipelines that have the potential to harm water quality. The Central Valley of California is about 450 miles long and produces about half of the nation's fruits and nuts and many dairy products. So when summer heat waves happen, farmers worry for good reason. In 2006, the dairy industry lost about $1 billion from a heat wave. Now a new study shows that in the summer, when heavy rains fall on the tropics in the Indian and eastern Pacific Oceans, temperatures in central California increase about 16 days later. In a release from UC Davis, the researchers explained that they found there is a consistent and predictable connection between a weather pattern in the Far East called the madden Julian Oscillation, or MJO. When it produces large amounts of rain and thunderstorms, temperatures rise in the Central Valley, and the stronger the storms, the more intense the heat wave. Congress passed and sent to the president a bill approving an agreement among the seven Colorado River Basin states. For now, the measure delays the federal government from imposing mandatory reductions in river allocations if Lake Mead, the largest reservoir on the system, falls below a certain level. But even with the necessary federal approval of the interstate agreement, planning for aridification or drying in the Colorado River Basin is far from finished. By 2026, the seven states will have to address 
one of the main problems on the river called the structural deficit, a bureaucratic term that describes how the lower basin states use more water than they're allocated. At a conference recently in Phoenix, Pat Mulroy, the former general manager of the Southern Nevada Water Authority, called the drought contingency plan merely a band-aid. She warned that more water for Arizona, Nevada, and California, the lower basin states, will have to be found. Also, work needs to be done in each state. In Colorado, for example, the State Water Conservation Board is just beginning the process of deciding how water will be conserved and who might have to lose it so that the state can meet its obligation as the basin experiences more dryness. So while there were momentary sighs of relief after Congress approved the agreement, the Colorado River Basin still faces many problems in managing and preserving one of the country's most iconic natural resources. And finally, we know that dogs have an amazing sense of smell. They've been used to sniff out drugs and explosives and, as we've reported, detect invasive mussels before they enter waterways. But according to new research, they might also be able to tell if a person has cancer. A dog's sense of smell is 10,000 times more accurate than humans. And in a new study, three beagles were trained to tell the difference between normal blood serum and malignant lung cancer tissue. The dogs were able to correctly detect lung cancer about 97% of the time, and according to researchers at Biosent DX, the dog's performance could lead to a new cancer screening that's inexpensive and accurate without being invasive. The company is currently conducting a study to see how well dogs can detect breast cancer from the breath of participants. It's also working with firefighter organizations whose members have some of the highest lung cancer rates because of exposure to toxins released during blazes. As with many cancers, early detection is the key to combating these diseases. Dogs are also helping to manage existing health issues. As National Geographic reports, a study published last month discovered for the first time that people with epilepsy emit a distinct odor when they're having a seizure and that dogs can be trained to detect it. Dogs were given samples of sweat and were able to recognize which ones contained odors emitted during epileptic seizures, a promising discovery that in the future could alert patients to take their medication to lessen an episode's severity. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org.